Welcome everyone to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning, good morning. How is everyone this morning? It is Tuesday, August the 8th, 2013. And um, pardon me, this is episode 87 of the Holstein House broadcast coming at you from the bunker at Holstein House this morning. Hey, so um, real quick today, we're going to talk a little bit about everything. The same, the, I shouldn't say same, but the normal stuff. We're going to have some catching up uh, on things that have been going on here at Holstein House. But today we're also going to talk about creating promotional codes or promo codes and specials for your whole, for your bed and breakfast. Um, you know, one of the things I like to do is share my knowledge of things that you can do, especially with your small homesteads, as you as you work to bring in additional income. And um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And I enjoy sharing it. And if, um, if you have any questions, post them, please, please use capital letters. We're also streaming over on Rumble. I do have it open on the other screen. I can't open it this machine has so many limitations on it. I can't have everything open that I'd like to have. But uh, if you're over on Rumble, I'd love for you to say hello. Uh, and uh, in the comments, if you have a question, put the word question in all caps, and I'll try to catch that. Uh, I think that'll be the easiest way for me to know the questions from just general conversation that you may be having over there. So welcome again. And uh I hope you're having a great day. I know the weather has been uh, rough again. We had uh, some heavy weather that went through here yesterday. Well, it kind of skipped Holstein House. We did get some rain, got a little bit of thunder and some wind, but we didn't get the storms. Um, There was some heavy storms in the area that come through and uh, toppled some trees and stuff. We were under tornado watches. for a little while, but I don't believe there were any that touched down or any that were seen in West Virginia as, uh, as a whole. Now I may have missed that. Uh, I know in my area we didn't, we had, like I said, we had some wind, some clouds, a little bit of rain. I mean, it wasn't really a whole lot. And, um, it just, it just had the feeling that there was some ugly weather out there, but it didn't really affect us, especially here at Holstein house. So that went well, but I know that there's quite a few people who, uh, who were impacted and um, and have had some damages. And so we definitely are praying that they will uh, be able to recover and they will get some relief uh, and some help to get back on track. So yeah, today, like I said, it, this is the uh, 87th episode of Holstein House broadcast f- for um, Tuesday, August the 8th. And uh, if you'd like to 
join in daily conversations, you can go over to t.me slash Holstein House. And Holstein House, we do have our Telegram group over there, and we do a lot of conversation over there, day-to-day -day conversation, just a little hit and miss here and a little hit and miss there. Um, and uh, we had uh, quite a bit of discussion uh, the other evening on a lot of topics, and it was pretty fun over there so yeah if you if you ever wonder what uh, other social media sites that uh, we may be on you can go to robinholstein.com and select the uh, contact page uh, on uh, on the menu and you'll see all of the different social media sites that we are or that we have an account with so uh, we'll talk just a little bit there's nothing exciting going on well i mean we we brought we broadcast on Tuesdays and Fridays. So there hasn't been any major significant change in um, things with the doghouse getting the roof on. I have reached out to the contractor again. I know you guys get tired of hearing that. I got a little allergy eye going on here this morning. Um, I have reached out to the contractor again. I do this about every couple of weeks and I'm getting a little aggravated that the, these contractors don't even bother to tell me, you know, still on track should get to you soon been you know delayed because of weather i mean it, it's it's radio silence with them and this is one we've I've got a written contract with that they're supposed to do the work so i know you guys get tired of hearing me say it i share it partially out of frustration partially to help you understand that there's somebody else out here going through this and perhaps partially for any anyone who may have a small contracting business to understand the frustrations of your customers when you don't, uh, when you don't um, get back with us, you know, you don't keep us informed. And I really, um, that's stupid. How long do those naps live? <laughs> that thing's been in here for a couple of weeks. But um, it's a frustration that uh, I hope you guys will understand, and women, not just men, not not guys as a man or a woman, but uh, um you know, just understand your your customers, your clients have things to do too. You know, and I try to be very patient with uh, my contractors, but I lose patience when you don't respond back to me. And this person hasn't responded back to me in several days, and that's just not right. Just not right. I don't hound my contractors. I don't pester them multiple messages every day. So the courtesy of a response is greatly appreciated. But. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can break this contract or not. I can read it, see if I can find somebody else. But it's hard to find people who will do anything at all. So once you get a contract with somebody, you kind of want to stick with it. And every delay, every time he's not here, the price of materials is fluctuating. So the estimated costs fluctuate. You know, it's just, it's crazy. It drives me crazy. We, uh, we don't have any guests this week. I have a calendar closed. I closed the calendar because of appointments this week. Um, morning, Hunter. Good to see you. Hope you can hang around a little while this morning. Be, be sure and share some of your wisdom there with contractors and work and people and employees and stuff. Um, have the uh, have the calendar closed this week took dad to an appointment yesterday with his pulmonologist and um, he ended up using the wheelchair the whole time. So that's the first and I think it upset dad quite a bit to need it to use it like that but um, he, I mean he needed to get to the doctor. Um, the uh, pulmonologist told him 
that even though he doesn't think the inhaler is helping him any because he had a, it, it was scheduled. It, this was a scheduled appointment, but, um, the, uh, he, he was prescribed inhaler when he was at the hospital the last time. And, um, even though dad doesn't think the inhaler is helping him based on the breathing test he had, the, um, the, uh, I don't know if she's a nurse or respiratory therapist that does the test for the pulmonologist. Um, you know, she does a test before then uses inhaler and then he does another test. Um, there was a 17% increase in dad's ability uh, to breathe or his lungs, lung functions after the use of the inhaler. So while dad says he didn't feel like it was helping him any, it actually was. And we hopefully got that through to him that he needs to use that inhaler regularly, even if he doesn't think he needs it. But, um, he, dad originally wanted to cancel the appointment because he said his back hurt him too bad to walk. And I said, you can't just cancel these particular appointments. And we got to go, even if you have to use the wheelchair. So <laughs> he accepted that he was going to use the wheelchair. And he had his cane. I said, will you use your cane for? I didn't think you were using the cane. He says, well, to help me get up out of the wheelchair. I said, okay. Then he also, <laughs> he also had his walker. Because he needed his walker to walk. So he wanted his cane to get up out of the chair and the walker to do to walk the short distances that he probably could have walked. But anyway, so uh, Hunter says, I don't have much on contractors. I find it's an ego thing. They don't like being, una uh, being unable to do it. So they avoid contact very bad. But yeah, yeah. Just tell me. You, just tell me you're behind. I mean, I understand the weather. I understand that, that, especially a roofing contractor, if it rains, you can't be roofing. I get it. But yeah, it's so, it's so frustrating. But uh, so dad, he, so I get him in, the, I, I'm, I'm having to pull the car up to the front of his house now. And it, this, this is pain that he's having. So he, um, I pull the, up closer to the front of the house so that he can, you know, doesn't have to walk so far to get in the car. And he's, he's taking this walker down. Well, I grabbed the walker and took the walker down the stairs because he's holding on to the handrail and uh, he's got his cane and the wheelchair is in the back. Cause it's been in there for several days where I worked on it here. And I actually did, um, I actually did a couple little videos, little like 10 second videos. that's just like selfie type because I can't find my one stand that I was using forever ago but so saying you know I need to, to create a channel just for or or, or a, a, a playlist just for dealing with dad and the the chapter that I'm in now because I'm sitting here with this wheelchair in my lap but anyway so the wheelchair was in the back of the car and then I put the um, um, the walker on top of the wheelchair and then dad's got the game <laughs> It was like, it was like the Beverly Hillbillies or something. It's all this stuff. But, um, so he, we, we, we go to park and this building is not, um, I mean, it's not wheelchair friendly. It's actually not Walker or cane friendly either. Cause the doors are heavy and they're not automated. 
And so there are three handicapped spots right in right in front of the door, you know, like five feet off the door. And they're all full. So I pull up just past those folks so that they can get out, but still right up against it so that I can get dad out and and into the building because the parking lot's on a slope. <laughs> there was no way. <laughs> anyway, so I'm getting dad out. I get him inside the door and I park him. And, um, and then I go to park my car. And then these people pull out. So I see them pull out. And so then I just wait and pull back in because, you know. But it just, it was, it was hysterical. So I get him, I get him, he's using, he uses these cane to push the doors open while we're getting through. And then, uh, or till I could reach him, you know, and then we get in the office. And then, I mean, it was just a few feet from where he was sitting to the, where the um, test for the respiration, where his lung functions test was. And he says, oh, I could have walked this. And it was like, well, you're already here. And the girl said, yeah, you'd probably be more comfortable in that wheelchair than you would be on this hard bench here. And then he got finished with that and I wheeled him around the back. And then we got finished there and I wheeled him out and got him in the car and everything. Well, he got himself in the car. I shouldn't say I got him in the car, but he got himself in the car. And I told him, I said, Dad, if this is our new normal, using this chair to go to doctor's appointments, I'm going to have to get a bigger car. <laughs> and I started in my mind, I'm thinking I'm turning into a minivan woman and I'm not a fan of minivans now I did have a Subaru for a long time and I really liked that Subaru you know the all-wheel drive was really great for me and it was a Subaru legacy and it was um like it was a, like a wagon station wagon and I really I liked that little car I ended up selling it to my sister and then she drove it till it fell apart but um I did like it because I could go that little booger would go but um so I asked him what he wanted to do for lunch because it was almost noon. And he says, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can get into Bob Evans. I said, well, we can drive by there and see how close we can park to the door because, you know, they got handicap parking right in the front of the door. And before we got too far, he said, no, let's just drive through Tudor's. I'll get something there and then go straight home. He says, I'm not taking the chair into Bob Evans. And I get it. I get it. He's a proud man. He's done for himself all of his life. And this is this is a uh, a depressing thing. But it's it's pain related. You know, it's his back hurts, his hip hurts. We're waiting to find out what's going on there. And um, you know, he uh, he got back in the house just fine and everything. And and. Um, <sighs> It has to be upsetting. I mean, he just turned 83 on Friday, and uh, now he's uh, using a wheelchair to go to doctor's appointments. And we have another one on Thursday. He and I both have stress tests on Thursday morning. So that was another reason I had the, the room closed. And uh, tomorrow I have uh, Bibles and brunch and then the lunch and learn at the church. So I'm kind of thinking that for a little while I'm not going to take um, guests uh, in uh, in on Tuesdays so that they're not leaving because I need to be over at the church early uh, earlier than what most of the guests are leaving so if my guests leave by nine I don't have time to get everything done to get things set up over at the church so probably going to start closing off Tuesdays for a while um, and see how that goes and um, I don't really have a lot of people booking on Tuesdays anyway so I'm not I'm not upset by that 
And uh, so that's, so I got the room, the rooms closed there. We do have a guest coming, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, he's coming in to, to hike the, uh, well, he's, he's traveling to Georgia. He's coming down, he's going to sit down on his way to Georgia. So um, we do have people coming in. I have the, uh, the new, new piece for the uh, chicken run coming in. It's supposed to be delivered Friday and hopefully get some chickens in there. Um, kind of jumping around here for a minute. The, um, the mama duck, the mama duck that raised the ducklings. Uh, she, I think has had a nest again, down over the hill. Um, she didn't come in night before last. She stayed out. Uh, and I couldn't find her when it was time for everybody to go in and she wasn't with the other ducks and they always stayed together. And I thought, well, she's got a nest somewhere. And, and I looked around and I didn't see it, obviously, but there, there are some um, weeds up against the fence in the back that are pretty tall, that it's fairly steep for me to walk around down there and they don't get weed-eated as well. I think she probably was down there. And then she came back in the, yesterday morning. I saw her out. Yeah, she'd come up after the sun got up good and she was out having breakfast. But then yesterday afternoon, she had a limp. Now, sometimes she'll limp when he mates her because he's very rough with them. Um, and that could have been it. Or she, I'm wondering if something got her nest because she, she went back in last night. She went back into the coop last night. But these ducks are peculiar. She's never, ever had, uh, nests like she's tried to have this year i don't get it i don't know what's going on but suddenly she's decided her biological clock is ticking and she needs to be nesting so she went out this morning she's not limping this morning which is another reason i think maybe he was rough with her yesterday it happens a lot with her that when he mates her she'll limp and then the next day she's okay so i you know he's He's just a mean old duck. <laughs> Drake is a mean old Drake. So I think she's the, the ducklings are coming up on 20 weeks. They're like 16 weeks now. And 20 weeks is about when they start laying. So the two that I believe are girls should start laying soon, if not before then, because that's kind of a generic uh, range on their age. Um, on average, they start laying when they're about 20 weeks old. They could be a little early. They could be a little later. So we should know soon. We should know soon. One of my pecan has started laying again. You know, she's been hit and miss for a long time. She's laid uh, three times this week, which for her is good because she hadn't been laying at all. So we've got a few more duck eggs. I don't have enough to make a dozen soon enough for people to buy them. So uh, maybe with the additions of the youngins, I'd like to be able to sell them more. I really would, but I like them. I like them, but I can't eat that many. So we've got that going on. And um, I'm going to be, if you guys are familiar with SRF, Self-Reliance Festival, I am going to be working up because I won't be able to attend I don't have anybody to keep the, the birds. There's nobody in the area that wants to take it on. I've kind of put feelers out and I don't have anyone to take care of them. So I won't be able to go. Um, but um, I'm going to put in a, a promotional, a special promotional for um, 
period of time around Self-Reliance Festival. Now, that's actually in, down in Camden, Tennessee. But if you're traveling through West Virginia to go to Tennessee, to go to SRF, I'd like to offer you a special discount. And I have had some interest in that. I floated that over in Tim Cook's um, Telegram group and ha did have someone mention, hey, I may take you up on that. What I'll probably do is probably make a range of about 10 days that this promotional code is good for. I don't have it all decided uh, so that it, so that folks going down and coming back will have the opportunity uh, to come stay for a reduced rate. I'm also thinking about, I don't know if there would be any interest in it, but I'm thinking about um, allowing some tent camping in the yard. I do have a setup, a way to set up out there for a, um, a, a toilet facility and hand washing station and stuff because I was going to do the hip camp and that kind of didn't, that kind of fell through. But I, I think I'm going to do that. And if you are interested in it, I would love, love to hear from you, whether it's in a comment here uh, on the video or if, it, if you go to um, robinholstein.com and send a comment over there. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you think you would travel? I have a map. I don't think I have the window open. I don't to um, show that map that I made uh, showing the 100, 200, and 300 mile radius of West Virginia. Camden, Tennessee is uh, just, just over 300 miles from my house, depending on the direction that you take, um, whether you go through Kentucky or whether you go down into North Carolina, Virginia, North Carolina, and over. I don't see that map handy to share it. Um, oh, there it is. There it is. Let me get, let me see if I can share this screen. And present, share screen. <laughs> this one, share this one. And I don't know if we can zoom in enough for you to see. Maybe. That should be good enough for you. So I'm right around in here, right around the little, little end of the R there in West Virginia. If my math is correct, Camden is over here. I... I'd have to go back and look. I'm not really sure. I'm I'm thinking it's like an hour out of Nashville, but I don't remember if it's north or south. So I'm thinking it's right around in here. At any rate, uh, this is the 100 mile from Holstein House. This is 200 miles from Holstein House. This is 300 miles from Holstein House. And if you're traveling in from, oh, I'm just going to say New York because that's the edge of New York you see over here. If you're traveling in from New York, you can see... Um, where that puts you in relation to heading towards Tennessee. And of course you can, any, you know, any direction, it doesn't matter, but I, that's what I'm thinking. I think I'm going to do that. And uh, I think um, if there's some interest in it, then um, I'd be happy to, um, to create that and, and to make it happen. Let me turn that banner off. I keep forgetting the banners are on there. So be sure and let me know if you'd uh, if you'd like to do that. If you'd like to 
the where the promotion itself would be here. I would put it up here a few times. I do have a I do have a um, Substack page and a letter that goes out with Substack, and then of course in the um, uh, Telegram group. I don't have a standing email list that I send out to. Um, I used to do that a lot. I haven't done that in a long time because I just get so busy with other things that um, I just, I just forget. I just don't have, to, there's no way I can do all of it. It's just really a challenge. So, all right, let's see. Where are we at? So that's, that's what I was thinking about doing is, uh, is creating that promotional code. It actually would be more than one because one would be for the house and the others would be tent spots. And um, for those who would, who would be using that promotional code and, uh, and coming down and staying on their way to and from, to or from, you, I, would, I would provide you some breakfast. I'd do something to get you some breakfast so that uh, even if you're tent camping, you got something. A little more than just, you know, having a spot on the ground to, to, to sleep. All right. Well, I don't have a whole lot going on other than before I get into the uh, topic for today. But oh, I do just want to share that we're doing the um, Lunch and Learn tomorrow is, um, is on uh, sprouts growing sprouts at home and uh, I'm going to be providing the I'll be doing the workshop and um, hang on a sec sorry about that I had to cough uh, I'll be doing the workshop myself and uh, we'll be sharing um, some tips uh, of how to set up your um, your own sprouting jars and stuff it's really not hard and uh, options that you can use and some um, things that you may have around the house that you can use to to do that successfully and some nutritional value and things like that and the folks who who get who participate who attend will be able to uh, take home uh, a jar with a lid and, and some seeds and stuff so it'll be it'll be fun uh, we'll be doing that at noon for tomorrow's lunch and learn at the church And so that uh, brings me back to the main topic of what I was going to talk to you guys about today. And that's on creating, if you are, if you host from your home or you're considering hosting from your home, how you might create promotional codes. Uh, now this can, there can be, promotional codes can serve a couple different purposes. You can create them to create a, a discount for the stay so it discounts the dollar amount or you can create them to add something to the stay and um, right now i want to talk a little bit about some um just some themes for promotional codes uh, now i've shared with you before that i use free to book it is a uk-based um re re registration program and in free to book you can create promotional codes and discounts so that when your guests or your the potential guests when they check out they enter the promotional code and it gives them a preset discount you can um, set it up so that it discounts one night or it discounts the entire stay so if you have 10 percent off the full whole stay or 10 percent off one night when you book two or more i mean there are a lot of 
different ways that you can set them up. And it's very easy and free to book. Then you have promotionals that are more along the lines of the one, one of my favorites, which I talk about all the time, which is the coffee and chocolate. That is an opt-in that lets them choose to have this extra thing. And for me, for my examples, the coffee and chocolate is the Hall's Chocolates, which are a West Virginia company, uh, West Virginia made Swiss style chocolates that to help promote the region, you know, and then um, coffee that's roasted in St. Albans, which is a few miles uh, southwest of me uh, at um, Coal River Coffee Company. They roast it and they have a little shop there and they sell it. So I buy that and I keep it on hand. And people who choose that can have the local coffee and the local chocolates. And that's an opt-in. That's one that they, they select in addition to the room. Now, the promotional codes and some things around promotional codes that you may want to consider are early bird special. I might use this, let's say, now I haven't done it yet, but let's say I do this for the Self-Reliance Festival. For people who are going down in advance of the full start date, because they do have a few things that are going on ahead of time, early bird special might be 20% off the regular room rate for those attending SRF in the days before the official kickoff. And I, um, then I may offer a 10% discount to people who would be coming and staying about the time to, to arrive there for the official first day. A weekend getaway. Now this would be a discount like you want them, you're trying to encourage people to come and stay for the full weekend. Maybe it's in the low season and you're trying to draw people in during the low season. It's a Low season for me is, is the first parts of the year from January through about March. Uh, I might want to encourage someone to come in for a weekend getaway. Now, this would not be, I, I mean, you could do it, but I wouldn't use it on Valentine's weekend because I would have a, a special for Valentine's weekend. But, you know, during the low period, you may have a special that says the third week of January you know, 10% off your weekend stay, you know, uh, for on Friday and Saturday nights departing on Sunday or Saturday, Sunday night departing on Monday, something like that. A long stay, a theme for a long stay. So you want them to come and stay three or more nights. Maybe you want to make it a week. Then there's some traditional discounts that you may want to have as standing discounts. AAA membership, if they can produce their AAA membership card, uh, they get a particular discount. Um, I, I don't remember what AAA does. They, I never was a member, but I know I remember seeing advertisements and things. I get it in the mail all the time, wanting me to join AAA. Uh, military discount. A lot of people give, you know, a, a standing discount for the military for them to, they have to show their official credentials of some sort. And uh, whether it's a retired card or their their active duty card or, you know, something like that, military spouse card, that would get them a discount. Teacher's discounts, another popular one. Uh, now, I don't know that that would be, 
excuse me while I adjust my chair here. I don't know that that would be, well, if you live in an area that perhaps has a um, convention for the teachers or something, then you want to bring them in. That might be one that you would use. First responder discount, a senior citizen discount. Yeah. In what I'm trying to talk about, group discount, group discount is an option, but on a small homestead or like me, I wouldn't probably do a group discount. But it is an option. If you have a facility, one of the ladies that I'm familiar with on um, social media and stuff has a an off-site separate building that they do, uh, they use for Airbnb. You might uh, use that and have a group discount. Then you're kind of drawing. You're getting into maybe the party season there, but you know, just depends on what what kind of services you're offering. It's whether that would be applicable or not. And social media discounts. You could you could have well, like a lot of groups on social media, uh, uh, YouTube. Bigger channels have communities. You might do one for community for your social media um, and offer a discount to people who, who are in your communities on social media. So I do, I actually have a discount for um, Facebook and I have a discount for Noster and I have a discount for, um, I don't, did I set one up for the, tele I don't know if I set one up for Telegram or not, but that would be another type of discount you could offer you could set uh, and have a standing now if you use something like free to book you have those in place and you set them up to either be um, active during certain periods of time like for the month of January or you can set them to be active indefinitely so that you don't have to worry about it and like if you do print advertisements or you have any kind of advertisement where that could pick up and the military discount one would be a perfect example. If you're doing any kind of print advertisement, if you're advertising on your um, business cards, you could have you could possibly list you know um, on the back of them, uh, you know, ten percent military discount with proof of of uh, with military ID or something like that. And your advertisement is out and it's evergreen, and so you have that set forever, and so that when Somebody picks it up and says, oh, I'm active duty military and I'm going to be coming through there. I'll stay here. And they key that in. And you don't have to keep repopulating that discount. Now, when you go to create your promotional codes, um, you want to make them easy to remember and try to make them fairly short. Now, this isn't like your passwords and stuff where you're going to be afraid somebody's going to crack the code. These are um, things you want to, to keep them, you want them to stay fresh in the mind. You want them to be almost like a jingle, a commercial jingle where people, it's easy for them to remember. So I try to keep mine with within, you know, five or six characters, whether that's letters and numbers or whatever. I try to keep it fairly low. So... For military discount, I might say MIL 10 for military 10, 10% being the discount. Um, SRF, I, like I said, I don't have that set up, but I might say like do something like SRF 
21. Um, you know, it's going to be something that's memorable. Uh, if it is for a certain season, I might include two-digit year. So like Valentine's, I might put heart 23, you know, so that it's Valentine's Day, the heart, you know, and 23 for the year so that I can look back and see which of the discounts did better. Did, did I do better in 23 than I did in 22 or 21 or 24 or whatever? Uh, it could be something like that. And, you know, make them easy to scan so that uh, if you're using uh, a device to, 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 to sh you know, capture it, it doesn't run off the screen. You don't want a whole sentence. Like I said, these aren't passwords. These are promotional codes. You want to encourage people to use them when they stay with you. Um, do you want to you know, give consideration. Do you want to limit them? Do you want them only for a season or do you want them unlimited? Like, you know, a the, the military, a senior citizen discount or something so that it's evergreen and, and always able to be used? Or do you just want them summer 23, you know, so it's a special you're running through the summer, summer 23, 5% off across the board for anything. And of course, like if you're doing a, um, a package, promotional package, like the, like I do the coffee and chocolates, you want to decide, okay, now, am I only going to do this for February? And it's a, it's a Valentine's thing. So you only want that to be good from February 1st to the 28th. Is it for St. Patrick's weekend? Are you trying to get people in? So you just want that discount on that weekend. You, you don't want everything discounted. You do need to have some regular prices and you don't want someone who may have heard that you had a, a promotional code that was good in St. Patrick's Day trying to use that in October. You know, so you want, you want to consider, you want to consider whether to use them for a limited time or whether they're to be good uh, per permanently. You need to promote them throughout all your channels. I'm really poor about doing that. <laughs> I'm my own worst marketer and it's nothing to be proud of, but it's just a fact. I, I am so scattered. I have so many other things going on. Some of you have heard my, um, my challenges with getting a housekeeper to free up a couple hours of, of my week. And, you know, that's still in the toilet. It, it, as nice as she is, her life has some things going on as well. And so we're just not able. As of right now, she's not well. I need to call her today and check on her. But um, yeah, so that I need, I'm going to have to call a service, I guess, and actually pay for that. Uh, uh, well, I wasn't paying badly, but I had to pay taxes on it. I was just paying cash because I knew I wasn't going to hit $600 a year anyway. So, uh, but anyway, so promote that through all your marketing channels. If I did get my Substack back up to par, I could be promoting it through that and getting it out to other people. Plus, you know, the uh, uh, Telegram groups and my videos and things like that and the website and uh, and just get that back back on track and and promote them that way. And then you but you can then you can track them. So if you here's here's one that we don't always think of when you have separate promotional codes for separate social media sites or separate advertisements. You know how you see, you know, the guy with the pillows 
who who gets in a lot of trouble because of his political views. <laughs> but you'll see his advertisements and he'll say, enter this code and it, it'll be different for different television channels or different for um, you may see it online. It'll have a different code, but it's the exact same commercial, but they put a different code in it. They track those codes to see which one did better in what market. And so the way you do your promotional codes can be very much the same. You would, you would say just Facebook. You might choose, um, you might choose uh, FB 2308. Okay. So that's, that would be Facebook for the in 2023 20, for the year and 08 for August. So let's say you do a special the full month of August, you only promote it on Facebook. Regardless of what the special is, regardless of what the percentage is, what regardless of all of that, you use that and say anybody who enters this code in will get, got it, let's stick with 10%, 10% off a two-night stay at my B and B. Uh, then you can track people using that. If you have a big enough establishment, you can see how that tracks. Um, or you, you know, you could do it with other things, not just what we're here for today is the small B&B. And so it would be easy to track really, but you'll see where you're, where it, just like tracking your information on your website, you know, you'll see where your hits are coming from. You'll see where people are booking from. You'll see that more people book two nights using the FB 2308 in the month of August than may have, may have booked with the IG 2308, which would be Instagram 2308. So if you can see that, you can compare those and, and see how much better you do with one platform versus the other. So it helps you track them and track their uh, effectiveness. And you can, you, you would use those also to, to target specific audiences. Um, a first time customer could have a, uh, if you have a list, if you have a list of your guests that you market to, um, you're, the first time they come to stay, you can offer, say, you know, if you're a first time uh, guest at, at, at my B&B, you'll get, you can't give champagne, but you can put, you know, uh, sparkling cider or something like that. And uh, um, well, I guess if you have a, if you have a liquor license, you could, but most of us don't. So, you know, sparkling cider and cookies or crackers or pie or whatever, you know, to entice them in, then you offer a different one for them to repeat. Or you may, you know, try to goose some of your past guests. I say, if you'll come back and stay with us again, you know, you'll get an extra gift, you know, some sort of gift to, uh, to the guests. Maybe they get a special meal. Instead of just the basic like continental breakfast, I'll offer you uh, eggs, you know, a cheese omelet or something with our fresh eggs and, uh, you know, cheese that I've made, our fresh eggs and our cheese that we've made here and uh, all those kind of things. You could you could do that. You could do that. You could use it if you've not been offering your guests anything special. Like I don't generally offer Airbnb guests anything other than the basic continental breakfast, like continental. 
the bread and, and the bagels and the muffins and the bread and, you know, dry cereal, hot water for tea or, you know, so they could fix tea or oatmeal and, you know, coffee and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, that's, that's what I offer. So maybe even Airbnb guests would have the option, you know, even if you book through Airbnb, of course, you know how I feel about them taking their percentages. I think it's a little too high of a percentage, but um, you get a special breakfast if you want, obviously. Uh, I do a, um, a blueberry and rice breakfast uh, plate sometimes for guests if they pick it. And uh, it's like a rice pudding with blueberry. It's really good. And then, you know, homemade bread for to bread toast and, and uh, juice and coffee and that kind of thing. And it's plated up very nicely. It looks very good. They're not serving themselves. I, I set that out for them. So you would offer that to someone perhaps that hasn't been here for a while. And then you can use, you have some loyalties that you can offer loyal customers who come back frequently and you know, you're such, you're a great customer. And if you, or if you enter this code, um, with your next day, we'll give you, I don't know, we'll give you a, a fuzzy robe or something. I, that's a little extravagant, I think for most of us, but it's just an example of what you might offer your guests, um, using promotional codes that you've created. All right, let's see. I got a little con congestion. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, let me remove that. I don't need that on there. <clears throat> so those are just a few ideas uh, for promotional codes and uh, how to use them a little more effectively if you are having a, uh, a small B&B and and if you're using an Air, Airbnb, I don't, you know, I don't use anything but Airbnb as far as um, an online travel um company I uh, I just don't need to juggle all of that I really don't and but there are ways Airbnb can let you will let you set up discounts and they'll let you set up things that you can sell through them but of course they get a bite of it so um, excuse me I tried not to do a lot of it through Airbnb you have to also be careful what you share in messages you can't if you're promoting stuff in the private messages back and forth and then there's a complaint you can because like let's say I promoted I don't know the coffee and chocolate and then they say oh I got the chocolate and it didn't taste very good and she wouldn't give me my money back well Airbnb doesn't even know that I sold it to them so you can get in trouble that way well not in trouble but you just don't need the hassle you just don't need the hassle but if it's a direct book I can offer so much more and it's all mine it's all my profit i can offer a a travel guide and i actually do have one needs updated but i do have one on the website that can be downloaded at robinholstein.com there is a travel guide that that can be um, downloaded that talks about some of the historical things in the area i can offer a cookbook i can offer training i can offer classes i can offer anything i want and it will be my profit you know, I'm not sharing that. Now, it is easy to start out with Airbnb. I don't have a grudge against them other than the percentage that they take. I think it's too much, but it's a great way to get started. It's a great way to build your confidence. It can also destroy your confidence. I'm still struggling 
with um, with my percentages. You know, I had I had the one young lady that hit me with twos across the board on the uh, on the uh, guest review because she was upset that I told her, you know, look, you you can't just show up at nine o'clock at night. The check in windows from three to six. You told me you, you read that. So she uh, she left me with twos on that. And that was just it'll slam your percentages hard. So. I don't have to worry about that with direct book. And I like to encourage people to direct book. And I like free to book. I think it's easy to use. So, and, and I'm not sponsored by them or anything. So I like to um, share that. And I know there are other programs out there that you can use and that's fine. And whatever makes you comfortable, they all work about the same way. But, you know, you do have, uh, when you're doing your own, when you are your own B&B, when you are on your own homestead, which I'm a small one. My dad and I had this conversation, was it last week? I can't remember now. I did take him to doctor, the doctor last week, and we did manage to go in. I think we had the conversation last week about the definition of homestead. You know, and dad, uh, his generation, homestead was lots of acreage, lots of animals, lots of all of it on you. In today's world, it has adjusted to it, as long as you're, you're providing some of your own food, you're doing your own food preparation and storage, you're doing, you may have a little bit of livestock, in my case, my chickens and the ducks, and you know, you're, and you, you sell a few things, you know, I, I just do squeak in. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little tiny homestead, but uh, you know, in his, we were talking about the differences in the way that was defined nowadays as compared to when he was young. And, and it has changed. Lots of things have changed. So I, I do consider what I do have is a small homestead. I'm not trying to say I'm a big farm. I don't have acreages and acreages and acreages of stuff. I know this. I know this. It does make it a little harder because there's not very many people around me immediately that could help out if I have an issue here. If Mr. Holstein is working out of town, I, I you know, I'm here. I'm, I don't want to say I'm stuck because that implies that I can't leave if I don't want to. I could. It wouldn't be a good choice. But, um, you know, I don't have anyone, anyone to watch the livestock. I can take dogs and cats with me or I can put them in the borders. Uh, the cats, I can put out food and make sure that their cat box is clean food, clean food, clean water, clean cat litter box. And they're good for a few days on their own, you know. But I can't do that. I can't leave the dogs in the house that way. They don't use a litter box. But I could take them and put them in boarding. Or I could take them with me. But the chickens and ducks don't travel very well. So, and I can't just turn them loose because of predators. So it's, it does, it does kind of strap you. You do have to be able to make arrangements. You do have to find someone who can help you with that. And uh, that's, it's not very easy in my area. So, but that's neither here nor there for today. Um, we're going to start to wind down now. I don't have any questions today. And I was glad to see Hunter stop by. If you are out there, say hello. Uh, we're going to get uh, to winding down here in just a few minutes. I, uh, I'm trying to find, I don't, oh darn, 
where is my, oh, I don't have my list updated on the things that are going on around here. <laughs> I, I try to keep my, uh, my list of things that are activities that are going on in the general area updated. And I, I, I don't have it updated on this one. It's still July stuff. It must have been Fridays that I, uh, uh, that I had updated and I missed it. Do, 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 do. I am looking forward to the, uh, to the workshop tomorrow. And then um, not <laughs> for those of you in the Kanawha County area that might be seeing this at some point um, in the month of August for 2023, we're going to have uh, Jenny, uh, I think, it's, I think you pronounce it Jenny. Oops, darn it. Got that. Yeah, Jenny. From uh, Heart and Hand, she's the Outreach uh, Ministries uh, Coordinator at Heart and Hand, which is a, uh, it's a, it's a thrift shop. It's a resale shop. It's, um, it's like uh, Goodwill and Salvation Army, but um the uh, it's sponsored by the uh, Methodist Church. She's going to be here in uh, next week to discuss some of the programs that they have over at Heart and Hand for folks in need. And uh, they do a backpack. Uh, they do a backpack thing. They're going to have a walk, um, a sponsored walk. And I wanted to talk to her about how to do those things. And um, there's a few other projects that they offer that I'm kind of hoping that we'll be able to get her to, to come to uh, our church and do, do some of them from there. And then we're going to have AARP speaking on um, how to avoid being frauded, defrauded, and avoid scams and stuff. So we've got that coming up this month as well. We have, let's see, today is the 8th, so we're looking at Rails and Ale Craft Beer Festival in Huntington. Summerfest in South Charleston is the 16th through the 19th, I believe. I believe that's the correct dates. Hillbilly Days in Hamlin is the 18th and 19th. Parkersburg Homecoming, the 18th and 19th. Appalachian Festival is the 18th through the 20th. So I need to update my list a little more so that you guys will have something to do, know what to do when you come down here. Um, hey, Stephanie. No, it's okay if you're late. You're not that late. I mean, well, you kind of are, but still, <laughs> I'm glad you said hello. You got anything interesting going on this week? I keep seeing stuff about the reunion. I'm like I said the other day, I'm not going, but it looks like they're going to have a an interesting uh, group of people at the reunion down at the uh, the uh, salt mines. If you want to call them the salt mines. Um, let's see. Yep, those are live. That's that's the old stuff. I um, uh, we're going camping. Oh, where are you going? Any place good? I mean, camping's always great, but have anybody over on there? No questions over there. No questions over there. Checking all the spots. <laughs> I have any questions anywhere but yeah we're going to uh, I'm looking forward to getting these uh, these these workshops at the uh, at the church we're also going to be working with the West Virginia State University Extension Office 
uh, starting in October, I believe. And it'll be one Wednesday. And these will be in the evening. So there'll be one Wednesday evening a month that they're going to do some workshops. And uh, I have my, uh, I think I have it. Let me see. Where is it? Uh, our church bulletin. I've got to get it printed out and get it. Uh, that's just the calendar. I think it's the whole bulletin. Mason Vines and Mason in the mountains near a few wineries. Fun stuff. Oh, near wineries. Yeah, fun stuff. Uh, Mr. Holstein goes down there on occasion to, where does he go? Uh, for work. He goes to one of the electric plants. Huh. I don't know where it is. I don't know if I can get an answer out of him really quick or not. Um, and it's near several, uh, several um, camping spots, he says, and a lake out there. So let me see if I can find it real quick from him. Where do you go in? If I'll get an answer out of him before we have to sign off. But I used to love to go camping. We uh, we had a, uh, a Class C. It was an older Class C, and it had a lot of problems in it with it. And um, I loved it. I drove it. I would drive it to Barbersville. I'd drive it out uh, different places and park it and get it set up. And then and then he would come and meet me on Friday evenings, and we'd take the dogs and stuff. I, it was a lot of fun. Then we traded it for a pull-behind, um, oh, how many years ago? About five years ago, maybe six now. And I don't like it as well, but it's what they had. And we were scheduled to go to Kentucky for the NASCAR races over 4th of July weekend. And we were taking the grand niece and nephew and went out there and it, the floor was soaked. The ceiling, well, it was, you know, one of the light things had started leaking it probably had been leaking for a long time but it had leaked pretty bad and the floor was soaked and it was a matter of we can't take this and we we've got to go we couldn't it was too late not to and um we just it just was crazy so i don't like the pull behind i don't i don't like it at all i mean i like the camper itself but i can't pull it and uh, but then now that i've got the chickens and ducks i can't go anyway because i don't have anybody to watch them so we've got, yeah, um, Gord Birdhouses is one that the extension office may, be off, may offer. Reef making right around the holidays and community gardens as the beginning of the year starts and people start planting their gardens and ordering their seeds. So those are a few things that the extension office is going to try to offer uh, at, the, uh, at the fellowship hall. But there'll be evenings. They said they have better participation in the evenings. So that'll be interesting to see if that works very well. But I'm, I'm actually, Steph, I'm glad you made it, even if it was a little bit late. I hope the volume was okay. I'm having trouble with getting the volume adjusted uh, to, to translate to the podcast. It was blasting people over there. So um, I need to tweak that. I hate to I hate to go back to splitting the audio off and putting dropping it back in audacity and it just takes so much more time. But I may just have to do that to make it to give it a little better quality. But I'm gonna jump off here now. We are um, coming up right on the hour. I got a lot of stuff to do, but uh, thankfully, thankfully, I don't it's all brain dead stuff. 
uh, it's, it's, you know, laundry and it's vacuuming and it's cleaning and it's stuff that I don't have to sit and think about anything. And then I have to get the newsletter out for the church. So, but I appreciate everybody stopping by and I appreciate everybody's comments. I invite you back on Friday. Friday, we're going to do live unscripted, which is kind of like this, only more open to general questions and stuff. If you want to be here 10 o'clock on Friday as well. So we will, Oh, excuse me. We'll sign off now and we will see you again on Friday. Thanks for coming by. I really, really appreciate it. Welcome everyone to the whole. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.